0: Conflict and confrontation, how to avoid devastating outcomes. How do you feel about conflict? By the end of this video, you're gonna have three tips to make sure that conflict and confrontation goes as well as possible for you as a leader. I'm John O'White, founder and principal consultant of Clarity. We help leaders around the world to, uh, through coaching and facilitating off-sites to build their leadership capacity. And uh, you know, it really helps us out when you subscribe and follow and like and share so that more leaders can hear our content and hopefully become the best leaders they can be. Uh, So let's talk about this. Conflict and confrontation, how to avoid devastating outcomes, three tips. Tip number one, pick small battles. You know, I've talked to a lot of leaders and what can happen is we have uh, you know, a couple of years go by, you have an employee or a volunteer, and it's water under the bridge. Okay, you know, I can look past that. I, w- I don't want to go there with them. They've got a lot going on. And so, what should be said doesn't get said for a couple of years. And then, understandably, something happens, and we go, That's it. We just have to take a stand on this. And unfortunately, there's an assumption that takes place as leaders, and that assumption is this they at some level know what's going on. That's what we assume. They know what's going on. They know that they've been underperforming the past couple of years. You know what, do they? Do they know that they've been underperforming? Have you ever been in a situation where you've been blindsided by someone leading you um, and you found out all of a sudden that your performance wasn't as good as maybe you thought it was or that's the impression you got? So this is what happens, two years of nothing. uh, Or a month of nothing, or six months of nothing. There's a period of time where there's nothing, and then we have a big battle. And the big battle often looks something like this. Okay, you know what? I we just need to bring it to your attention that, um, you know, for recent history, you always, you know, so there'll be a sense of generalizations in there because we're looking back over the past couple of years. You, you, you uh, turn up to work late. And what does the person automatically start thinking? Well, no I don't, I was on time yesterday. Now whether whether you're right or not is actually not the point here, because if you wanna have conflict and confrontation that doesn't result in devastating outcomes, then you need to pick small battles. Big battles just don't work because, uh, and we'll get to these other tips in a moment, but when someone is surprised and there's a big battle on them, then of course they're gonna get defensive and really nobody wins in these situations. What you often end up doing as a leader is having to mop up or backtrack to just make sure everything goes well. Rewind two years in this situation I've been discussing. What would it have looked like if the leader had, in the first week, picked a small battle, gone up to that person and said, hey, just wanna check in with you about this. Small battle, no performance management, no big calamitous issue, no sit down, you're always late, just this specific issue, pick small battles. That's your first tip. The second tip for uh, conflict and confrontation to avoid devastating outcomes is to avoid surprises. Okay, I just mentioned this, this is key. For you as a leader, I want you to think um, of the answer to this question. When was the last time that someone you were managing was surprised in some way? They were surprised. Not surprised as in you had a birthday, surprise birthday celebration, okay, well done. I'm talking, you know, surprised as in you pulled them up on something and they gave you this look. Oh. Or they said these words. Oh, I, di- I didn't realize. Or they said these words. I, I really thought I was um, doing the right thing. Now, as leaders, we often see this and we think, okay, I need to realign need to clarify, true, true, and there's actually an issue. Whenever you have someone that's surprised, you need to go back a step and say, whoa, 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 to yourself, not to them. Why are they surprised? Why have I gone in to pick a small battle and there's there's been surprise on their face? For me, I think one of the great things a leader can do and, and strive to do is to avoid surprises. If you can... Uh, If you think of the most challenging person that you've led recently, or someone you're leading right now, if you were to have a big sit-down battle meeting that we just said not to have, um, and just go there with them, would they be surprised? any part of that answer might be yes, then you have a lot of work to do. Because if you're ever gonna get to that meeting, what you want to happen is you wanna get there in the room, these meetings do happen, I'm not saying that they never happen, I'm saying go for small battles whenever you can rather than the big battle. When you do have a big battle, wouldn't you rather the person that you're leading say, I know, you you don't even need to tell me, we've we've had 50 conversations about this in the past 10 weeks and I, 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 I know what's coming. That is painful, but way better than, what are you talking about? I thought I was doing a good job. You can't do this. And everything else that goes with that. Now, irrational people are gonna be irrational. So for you as a leader, this isn't how clear do you think you've been? This is how clear do you think they are on your expectations of them. So if they're not clear, they're gonna get surprises. And that takes us to the third tip, for conflict and confrontation to avoid devastating outcomes. We said number one, pick small battles, not these big battles. Um, Number two, we said avoid surprises, no surprises. Whenever you see surprise on someone's face, you need to go back to square one and make sure that your expectations are clear with them, which takes us to the third tip. Clarify, clarify, clarify expectations. I've been guilty of this as well. You know, when when that amazing new person comes on your team, there's a tendency for some of us to go, oh, you know, as we say in Australia, she'll be right. She'll be right, come on board. Find your, you'll find your feet, particularly if they're competent. You're competent, you'll find your feet, off you go. And for some people that works, everyone's excited. Everyone's excited, they've got a new job, they're getting paid, you've got a new employee, you've filled that gap at long last. Unfortunately, when we fail to clarify the expectations from day one, we're setting ourselves up for more work, not less work, more pain, not less pain down the track. And that's because when we don't clarify the expectations, we are creating all sorts of frustrations. I've heard it said that the distance between your expectations and your experience, this bit here, that's called frustration. And so when your expectations as a leader are here, but the person you're leading, their experience is here because their expectations here, you're gonna be frustrated. Are you frustrated? Where are your expectations? And how clear are the people you're leading on what your expectations are of them? Because if you can get that crystal clear, and then particularly if you can have the experience lining up, everyone's gonna be much less frustrated. So all in all, it's not to say that conflict and confrontation won't happen. It will always happen, and Bad news, it's always uncomfortable, always. A nice, comfortable, fun conflict doesn't exist, okay? But the good news is that if you will do these things, you know, if you will really pick small battles, avoid surprises, and clarify, clarify, clarify expectations, then you can have conflict and confrontation that leads to best outcomes for all. Even though there's some pain and uncomfortableness through that, that it actually ends up being a win for all. And at the end of the day, I believe you can avoid devastating outcomes and particularly avoid some of these blow ups that that really are devastating outcomes that hurt a lot of people. And so uh, if that has helped you to get clear on anything in your leadership, then I would love for you to comment wherever you're watching this or listening to this, comment with the word clarity. Everything we do is based on clarity and Thank you so much for subscribing. It really helps us out. If you haven't, do that now. Subscribe, follow, like, share, because the more leaders that can hear our content, we believe that we, uh, we want to invest in them to become the best leaders they can be. And it means you also stay in the loop with our content. There should be some links below as well Uh, we do a couple of free scorecards. There's a scorecard to find out your leadership style. It's free. It takes less than 10 minutes. And there's one that's even faster, less than two minutes. And it it answers this question, how do you rate as a leader? And find out where you rate across five key traits of a great leader. Uh, So thank you for watching or listening. And I'll catch you next time. Cheers.